All right, welcome back to another episode of Girls with Fun. Hey, hey. We were just chatting a bit, so I think I know, but how are you doing? You know, things are going well. (laughs) (laughs) I will leave it at that. Good. Good. Much to look forward to. How are you doing? Good. Good. I'm, (laughs) I guess I'll be honest, I'm a little tired, but it was a good week. (laughs) <laughs> yawning on the track yeah oh, 36 seconds in we are on a roll it's a lit friday night at girls with fun yeah we're tired um <laughs> we're tired but i'm gonna try to find some energy for today's episode um so i think we should start off with our ticketing experience for uh the august detour what is this tour formerly called does it have a like specific name? It's just like August D slash Suga on tour. Like, does it have a name? Because I don't know. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just know, like, like Suga tour. <laughs> yeah, it's just Suga August D tour. I didn't know if it had a special name or not. Okay. Um. So, where do we start? I guess we should talk about, really, it was, like, your ticketing experience (laughs) and some of our friends. Like, we say our ticketing experience, and I was definitely involved in some of the planning, but I think this was the first time I didn't actually get a code at the risk of sounding like a raging D-bag. The first time, no. But I was really disappointed because I didn't know how it was going to go. Yeah. Um, I'd been anxious about this since the news came out that he was even doing a tour, especially um, with the capacity of the venues. I was just like, right. they're, everyone's probably not going to get a code. And even if they do, everyone's probably not going to get a seat. And so I was like, this is really at random, right? We had a meeting a while ago to try and like set up hotel rooms all like theoretically right in the event that we actually get tickets right we were just trying to be prepared um but none of that was promised um and so even like in preparation for it i'm like i'm doing all this on the promise that i even get a code let alone even get a ticket like i don't know it's just so stressful i wanted to throw up for like three days straight like (laughs) three days before the the freaking ticketing i was just like so stressed out over this (sighs) um but yeah i I did no no go ahead no no i was gonna say i just like trust all of our friend group implicitly but there's something so differently stressful too about like not having a code um and knowing that like someone else is responsible for it it's basically like backseat driving like i'm so sorry if i annoyed you and our other friends sending all these links about like ticketing rules and like (laughs) you know different threads on twitter of people like here's my experience and how to be successful because i was literally sending like unsolicited articles you know trying to help but it was crazy so stressful I mean, all this stuff is really luck or just at a random, like, you getting a code. Um, 
you being able to like be one of the first people online um whether you use the map or you use the list or whatever i don't think there's any like real method um to how this stuff works so i mean the threads are helpful but like i was trying all of the strategies and like, <laughs> like i wouldn't say one was more fruitful than the other um especially if you are one of those people that are like 2000 plus buying in line like <laughs> it's really just up in the air <laughs> there's nothing worse than getting in that line getting in the queue waiting for 30 minutes 30 whole minutes thinking you're like really good like haha i clicked that really fast only for it to open up and you are still 2000 plus in line like like what can i do to be one of the first people online i don't know how these people get that that opportunity to be like yeah i was like 153 and then they just see themselves like zoom in like how how do you do that <laughs> and one of our friends in our group who was doing all the same things you were doing did get i don't think it was 150 i think it was like 300s or something but like she did better than like you and our other friend but it's still really like you guys were all presumably doing the same thing so but even that is crazy because me and the one friend who got in like first before all of us got on around the same time like probably within seconds of each other Whereas another friend who was before me didn't get into the queue until like 15 minutes after the queue opened up. So like, what is the process for how you get in the queue? It has to be just purely random because you would think if I had gotten in the queue before her, then I should have been aligned before her, right? No, that's not yeah. how it worked. Or, you know, even the process of them like picking a code, it's has to be purely random. Like, one of our friends had had a membership for months, right? She had a membership for months um, prior. You had just refreshed your membership like days before or something Correct. like that. Yep. I bought it on the day of like only an hour or so after the announcements was made. And then we had another friend that got it like that night. So like... Why didn't you get a code? Like, there's no, like, real rhyme or reason for why you didn't get a code, but I did. So, like, it's purely random, which I guess is fair, but also it doesn't really feel fair at the same time. So, I don't know. It's weird. I completely go back and forth on, like, what's fair, right? Because it's like, yeah, I mean... Yeah, it doesn't feel fair, even though I guess it technically is. Um, it just depends, I guess, what side of the coin lands on you, I guess. But yeah, like to your point, even people that have ticketed like a bunch of times, I guess us included, we're like veterans at this point. I don't know. But like we can talk about our experiences from the past, provided we remember which was which, right? Because it's such a high emotion event. But even if you do remember, like, it's slightly different every single time. So, like, even if people have general trends, general ideas, like, one tab per site, whatever, it's always per location, I should say. It's, like, slightly different every time. So, no one knows for sure. Maybe I shouldn't say that because we have a whole, like, Ticketmaster Master episode. But, like, no one knows for sure. Maybe Ticketmaster yeah. knows for sure, but... <laughs> That's a different conversation. Um, dang, I was going to say something and I just forgot. About when we renewed our memberships, about entering the queue. Our friend group. 
Oh, that's what I was going to say. Like, we got lucky in the sense that we even have that many people on our side that can be able to buy us tickets. Like, I really feel for ARMY who only have one other person who they can rely on, or maybe just themselves. Like, they might not have any ARMY friends. And it's like, if you don't get the code, then it's a wash if you know everything is going to get sold out within the ARMY presale. So that does suck. And that's when I'm sure it really feels totally unfair. Um, so I feel for them on that front. Yeah. I was feeling like... <laughs> I'm not a popular person, so I'm saying this like as a joke. So I hope no one takes this the wrong way. But I was feeling like so popular and grateful, like having so many people to go for tickets, right? Like, you're so right. But yeah. it, it is like a team effort for real. <sighs> um, so yeah, I had a tab open for um three shows, the two New York shows and the Prudential show. Um like I said, I got in line like as soon as that thing opened. Um I actually opened up the Prudential tab first before the other ones um but it didn't matter so (laughs) i'm in line i'm like dang uh i am really far back in this line and you can like check on your google chrome extension if you're using google chrome somehow not even the extension you somehow like go to the settings and you can go into like the developer like uh coding of the tab and you can see like the status of where you are in line for the Ticketmaster queue. So I could see that I was like, let's just say like 4,000 in line for the New York show, but for the Prudential show, I was like 16,000 something. It was just absolutely ridiculous. Um, So I was like, all right, well clearly I'm going to have a better chance of getting these New York tickets. So it gets down to the wire. I'm like, both New York shows are battling up against each other of which one I can get into first. I'm like, please don't let it be the Wednesday one. Like, I'm really trying to go Thursday or, or on Saturday. Like, Wednesday is kind of <laughs> kind of shaky. But, of course, what opens up first? The Wednesday one. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I'll take it. So I go in there and I'm clicking around. And I'm like, these seats are garbage. There's, like, nothing left. I didn't turn off official platinum because I was just like, get in there. I was not thinking about it, right? um but then i did i did notice that the prices were different um and i'm like oh those must be platinum like seating or whatever and i feel like the way they worded it normally it's labeled like official platinum but this time it was like army member pre-sale platinum so it was kind of sneaky if you like weren't really paying attention so shady um and so I'm like clicking around trying to get it. Stuff's leaving my hand as I'm trying to get them as usual, whatever. Um, I almost check out with like a really expensive ticket. And I don't think it was that expensive when I clicked on it. And I've been seeing a lot of army saying this, that like they would click on a ticket and then the price would change once you got to the cart. That's so sketch. And that happened for me. I think I had like a ticket that wasn't even like a good seat. I think it was like in like the 200, 300 level or something like super high up. 
But when I got to the actual cart, it, the ticket was suddenly like $600. I'm like, I'm not doing that. And so I clicked cancel and thank God I saw it because I also saw a lot of people that were like, I didn't realize what I bought until I actually like purchased. I just went through and like just clicked or whatever. And I can see how in the madness of it all, how you would do that. But I just feel like Ticketmaster is kind of scammy in that aspect yeah. um, for changing prices in the cart or if it wasn't changed just for even offering a ticket that's freaking $600 in the like nosebleeds essentially like. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think that money, that money does not go to Yoongi that goes to no. Ticketmaster. Like exactly. if Yoongi says that VIP soundcheck is 580 whatever or like 490 pre fees, which like don't even get me started on the fees, right? Like that's what he gets. And he probably gets a sub portion of that, right? Like exactly. once Ticketmaster takes their cut. But if you're buying like the premium blah, 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 whatever, like platinum, whatever, I think Yungi still gets the same 300 or 500 or whatever. Like I could be totally wrong, but that's my understanding. No, I think that's exactly it. I've been hearing things about Ticketmaster having like secret, allegedly, so they don't try secret what? allegedly kinda... having, I stopped myself before I finished mm, saying it, okay. but allegedly having these kind of like secret scalper societies or whatever, where they like, make these deals with people to be able to sell tickets. Like they're saying like all the seats are going to be released, but it's really not true or whatever they're doing with this official platinum thing. Like there's some sketchy things going on. I mean, I can at least say with my experience when I was trying to ticket for NCT, I was in that thing in like 20 minutes. It wasn't even that long, but like a lot of the tickets that were already in there were resale. And I was like, how the heck is it already reselling here? Probably because Ticketmaster has deals with other people to just make tickets be resale off the bat, like, or they allow like their their like seasoned um, membership people or whatever to be able to buy the tickets before they actually even open up the shows to fans. Um, so when you get in there and you see all these red circles already, and you're like, it's only been ten minutes. How the heck is it already resale? And when I buy my ticket, I can't even transfer it yet. It's like doing this little countdown. How the heck is it already reselling here? Because there's some shady stuff going on, <laughs> which is really well, annoying. I was reading all the fine print of like the sale because, of course, as I said, I was doing a deep dive into like every strategy and I was going through like Ticketmaster site. And this wasn't even that fine print. Like I'm sure other people saw it, but it literally says like 100% of tickets are being released at this time for this show, right? And then they sent that thing. There's no general Ticketmaster sale, nor is there just a general on sale because everything's sold out, um, you know, during the Army sale. And I went back in, it was either later that night or the next day, and there were more platinum seats, like platinum whatever seats in the 100 section. So like either you did or you didn't release 100% of tickets. And right now it's heartily looking like you did not release 100% of tickets as you said you did. And the way that Ticketmaster frames the platinum seats is so gaslighty. It's like this way, you know, fans still have a chance even for sold out shows. Like the people that really want to be there can be there. They frame it like, oh, we're doing you such a service. And I'm like, by charging me $900 for nosebleeds, <laughs> like, get off my metaphorical D. Like, no. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> 100%. Um, 
I don't believe them when they say 100% of seats are available. Honestly, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Just the way that was unfolding, I'm just like, there's no way. I know demand was crazy, but I don't believe them. I mean, Ticketmaster is responsible for Ticketmaster, 100%. But can we also talk about why did Hybe think that, like, Yungi should do arenas and not stadiums? Like, to this day, do they not know how popular BTS is? Like, I'm truly, I know that's a rhetorical question, but I'm truly asking you because, like, the minute that I saw, and I think we even talked about this in the last episode, the minute I saw like Prudential, like some of these other smaller venues. I'm like, BTS was playing these in like 2017, 2023 Yoongi, like. Right. What was the logic there? Um, <laughs> I mean, they did the same thing with T by T. They put them in theaters and I'm like, this is a group that's been out for like, I don't know, five years or so. Maybe not five, but like they've been out around for a, a while and you're putting them on a, a theater tour for like their first tour. What's wrong with you? Now they're doing arenas, but I wonder if they had the same thought, like, we start out small and then grow bigger. Like, no, like, he's Minshuga of BTS. Like, I promise you he can go in a stadium. But also at the same time, like, maybe it was his decision for whatever reason to not do stadiums and to instead do arenas. I don't know what the reasoning is. Um, I just knew this was going to be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> And circling back, circling back to a point you made earlier about being like 16,000 in line for Prudential versus like 4,000 for Wednesday. I do think like it kind of makes sense that the weekend show was so popular. Like I knew Prudential was going to be an absolute, we use the word bloodbath. So like what's a word above bloodbath? Like <laughs> I knew it was going to be total annihilation, like trying to get into that show and like I was debating going to Wednesday or Thursday as well and I would have if that's like all we had gotten access to but trying to figure out like taking off work which you know some people might not even have as much flexibility as I have not that it feels like I have a ton but obviously there's some there but like I just I don't know I knew that the weekend one was just going to be bonkers i don't even have words that are adjectives i want to use <laughs> exactly i have a feeling like the entire east coast was trying to go to that new jersey show in particular um i kind of wish he had extra prudential dates instead of extra dates at usb but i don't know what the reason for scheduling is i truly don't um because i even saw someone say that there was like nothing either that week before or after that he's going to be at prudential there's like nothing scheduled there so there could be many factors for why he's not doing an extra show there. I don't know if it could be any kind of like, I don't know, legal matters, fees, things like that. We don't know. Maybe he will add on more shows at some point. Maybe he'll come back around. I'm not entirely sure. But, um, dang, I feel like there was something else I was going to say, and I keep forgetting. Maybe I'll remember. Anyway. So I'm in there like swimwear after canceling my last <laughs> my last um, ticket because I'm like, no. Nah. So I go back in there and I'm like, I'm I'm leaving here with something <laughs> like I'm leaving here with something. And so I keep clicking around um, and we had talked a lot about whether we wanted to do like VIP or whatever. Um. And we were seeing prices that were saying that, like, the highest ticket was going to be, like, 200 something. 
And we, <laughs> I was like, there's no way if he's actually doing VIP, there's no way. Right. And there was a lot of talk about like the floor and if it was going to be seated or not. And we didn't know. And we were on the last episode having reservations about actually standing. But, um, I can't remember what happened first. I think Christine got her tickets first. Our friend Christine got her tickets first. She's been on the show before, so this isn't like something I can't say. <laughs> she <laughs> revealing someone unknown. Yeah. Exactly. She got her tickets first. Um, and I think she got like second level or something like that tickets in New Jersey. Um, and then our friend Jess, who's also been on the show, I think she got floor right and i think yeah. this happened in order she got floor before too so like jess i need some like sprinkling of good luck please. right <laughs> so she gets floor and she gets four floor tickets right um they're stupid expensive but like i think she was having a hard time finding tickets as well but somehow she got floor and so i was like damn like okay there's only four four tickets that she could have purchased right it christine was didn't get floor yeah i'm like Who's going to get these if it's like, it's not only four of us that's trying to go to the show. <laughs> so I was like, who's going to get these four? Friend four Battle tickets? Royale as we like feed it out. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I don't even want to like be this messy. Like, what if I get floor? And so for whatever reason, I clicked on it and it went straight to the cart like immediately for the Wednesday show. And I was like, oh, and I <laughs> checked out and I got floor tickets on Wednesday. And I was like, <gasps> Oh my god, I got VIP. Um, and I was freaking out. Um, but I only had one. And so I was kind of like, oh my god, they're gonna be going to like VIP on one day and I'm going on the other day. Like I would make it work. It would suck though not to have like friends with me experiencing this while watching you guys like experiencing it all together <laughs> a day later. And so I was like, well, this kind of sucks. Um I'm like, let me go back in and try to get another one um, that's floor so that like I could see if somebody would want to go with me. I'm like, maybe Julia would want to go twice or maybe somebody else would want to go. But I'm like, let me try and go get another ticket. Um, so I had to like go back into the queue entirely once again. After oh, wow. It, I didn't realize that. Yeah. It basically wow. like kicked me out and was like, since you already got a ticket, we're like putting you <laughs> so back in line. Get out I'm of like, here. <laughs> my fam i guess <laughs> only bought one but okay i guess so i had to get back in line in that one my prudential date and the other new york date was like stuck for whatever reason like it just would not work i'm like am i going in like the new jersey one i don't know but <laughs> like it would not work so i get back in line again and i get floor a second time <laughs> and i was like the way this is right nuts <laughs> i've never done anything like this in my life i'm like screaming at this point because how did i get floor twice like again mind you i'd waited in line like i had waited in line again for at least another 10 minutes and i got back in there and got floor again <laughs> i was like okay this is crazy i was like <laughs> i have heard people say like back around la if you're looking for like one or two, especially just one, your chances of getting something really good are higher because you're not looking for like a set together. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I don't know if that's true or not, but based on your experience, it seems like maybe that was the case, just getting those one-offs. No, I think that was the key because even when I was trying to like get like two tickets, it would like boot me out or, you know, like the tickets would get yeah. grabbed by someone else. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to buy another one. So I got the second one. Then I was like, 
hmm, I'm feeling a little crazy. I'm going to go into the New Jersey line. And I'm like, what if I can get floor for the New Jersey one so we can all be on floor together? You're laughing. I managed to get floor from the New Jersey one. I didn't realize you went three for three. I guess it makes sense after that. but Because I remember us texting and you're like, it's stuck, it's stuck. And people were having their like stuff get stuck so it seemed way less lucky in lifetime than it does now i don't know how somehow i was able to get back into the new jersey line because it was not letting me for whatever reason um and so yeah i went in there and i got the floor seat for the new jersey one so i just bought one and i'm like it's cool because you guys got floor i got one so i'm like what i could do is sell these two tickets as a pair that i have for the other one Mm -hmm. Or if I want to, I could go to both shows. But I'm like, you know what? We have so many things that we're trying to do this year. And me personally, there's no way I can flex that. So I'm like, I'm just going to sell these other ones. I know there's other armies that want one. I'm good. But anyways, I just felt like I had like a superpower or something at that point. Like I was literally running around the house screaming after I got the third one. Because I was like, no way. Within this hour, I was able to get three floor seats, which is nuts. <laughs> did you go for four? Or did you stop at three? No, I was like, I'm done. Oh. Like- You're like, luck <laughs> topped out. Yeah. I'm done. Here's another question, or I guess comment slash please elaborate. I had seen a thread where the person was like, wait until like, just stay in the room because things will open up. Like if people's card decline or people decide they don't want XYZ seat or they really don't want to stand, they don't want to be in the mosh pit that's going to be GA. Like, you know, like things could open up. And I felt like that was, I mean, I was not observing, like you tell me how you feel, but from just our texts, it seemed like that was kind of the case. Cause like, I thought you weren't going to get anything for Prudential because our other friends had already been like in and out. It was probably like 15 minutes later or something. Yeah, no, this was not a fast process. And as I'm in these shows, I'm watching them like seats disappearing and coming, coming, going, whatever. Um, And so, yeah, I think there is truth to that, that like people will try and check out and then be like, actually, I don't want this. And the seats will come back or for whatever reason, like more seats will pop up. For which whatever again, reason, <laughs> Ticketmaster. Exactly, which is, again <laughs> yeah. is why I feel like Ticketmaster does not release all the seats at the same time like they say they're going to. They release yeah. them in waves. Um, and so, yeah, because even when I was trying to get the floor seats for, I can't remember if that was the New York one or the New Jersey one. I was clicking the floor, but it would say like, sorry, this is gone. But I just kept clicking it and then eventually it like went into my cart. <laughs> The other thing that was, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say the other thing that was super confusing about floor this time is it was never even down to the wire. First of all, I don't think they released the actual official 100% seating charts until like right before because there was speculation about like past shows, other K pop shows, like things BTS has done in the past. And then there was like based on things we've seen in the past or like recent shows, here's like what we think the ticket range price will be price wise, which as we saw was not really the case. I mean, it was like close-ish, right? Like a helpful benchmark, but it was more with fees and whatever. But um, uh, what was I saying? Oh my goodness, I'm so tired. It was something about, 
Oh, yes. So for GA, like, I don't even think we were sure 100% if it was seated or standing. And then like, as everything was breaking, we realized it was standing. So maybe we were behind the curve. But um, interestingly, when we got the tickets, there's like row numbers. So in my head, I was thinking they were doing some kind of like barrier or like crowd control or like maybe you don't have a seat, but you still have like rows you somehow slot into like there's a ribbon, there's a fence. Like I have no idea, but I was just thinking something along those lines. But then I saw online someone was saying, no, that's just like auto generated by the system. It really is just like a 2017 free for all. So I'm also really surprised by that decision. So anyway, you're one off what prompted me to say this or think of this is you say you were buying like one floor seat at a time, but selling them as a set. You're not like selling someone two seats in GA that are far apart. Cause there really are no seats, right? It's all just like one giant floor. Exactly. One giant floor. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I was able to sell them off to another army at face value. So I was really, um, excited about that. Uh, cause I know a lot of people, didn't have the opportunity to get tickets. And so I was kind of like trying to shop it around to people who I knew didn't really have like that chance or whatever. And someone finally um, was able to get it. Uh, Or I should say I was able to give it to them. Um, And there's like even a lot around that with like the whole VIP transferable and I've seen a lot of back and forth about whether they are or not. And even Ticketmaster themselves are not consistent about it. Um, but what it sounds like is if you transfer your VIP ticket, not you resell it. If you transfer your VIP ticket to someone else, it either becomes like their own ticket and they can bring their own ID and they are like responsible for it in whatever manner or you still have to provide some kind of ID to them in order for them to be able to pick up their VIP merch or to be able to get into soundcheck. So I am planning to provide to the um, person that I sold them to like my ID and credit card, but just like blurred out information. I think you only need like the last four of your credit card and like a name, like the actual purchaser information. And I think you might need like an ID to confirm or whatever. And I'm going to blur out some information there. So I recommend that to anybody. If you happen to get VIP and you feel like you need to transfer them, I think you do have that option. I think there's also the option that if you want to list someone as an alternative pickup, um you can do so within like 10 days of purchasing you probably could do it later but whatever you could do so within 10 days of purchasing you can add them as like an alternative Mm. um pickup and so there is like there's a way to make it happen what you shouldn't do is like i said you should not resell your ticket like put it back on Ticketmaster's like resell thing within the app um because that will render the ticket I don't want to say useless, but you won't be able to use those VIP benefits anymore. You will basically only be able to get a seat. So don't resell them. Just transfer them to someone else. So someone that you trust will actually pay you in order to get the money back. Yeah. Um, So. Yeah. 
Yeah, my I'm in a Pittsburgh BTS um, Facebook group, and it has been literally yesterday and today, and I guess also Wednesday. It has been absolutely inundated with new people joining the group pretending they're ARMY, and some are super convincing, like posting photos. It's kind of like when someone makes an Instagram and they post a ton of photos to make it look like they've been on there for a while, but if you look, they're actually all from like the last two days. You know, like people are like posting stuff saying like, I'm such a huge fan, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and I have these tickets to sell. And so even in this group that seems like a trusted space, like you really have to do your due diligence. So I have successfully bought and sold tickets on the internet, on Twitter in the past, but like, I just urge everyone to do your due diligence, blur your personal information. If you need to blur it, like do not get scammed, ask for like phone recording video. Someone asked me for that. I've seen other people asking for that, you know, like or like them to type something specific on the screen, you know, so you know that it's theirs, they have it live, like, really take care of yourself, because I've already seen so many scammers trying to capitalize off of the vague rules of like how things do or do not transfer. Yeah, 100%. I was able to transfer it to someone that I've at least met in person before. (laughs) And so I felt a little more comfortable with doing that and doing what I'm going to do. But I can fully support you and back you up in what you're saying like if you 100% don't know the person who you were selling your tickets to definitely like exercise caution in like every manner um so you do not get scammed because people are really out here trying to scam not just Ticketmaster; it is real life people also trying to scam you out of your out of your money and Um, I feel kind of bad like because it is people we might like kind of know or we think they're our friends online, you know, but it's just, it's crazy out there. You know what I mean? So right. always take care of yourself and your wallet. <laughs> right, right. 100%. 100%. Yeah, even on my, my like personal fan Twitter, which maybe some of you follow, like some, a couple of spam bots like retweeted my permission to dance Las Vegas, like looking to sell. I had to sell because of my health problems. And so like it, we did safely and successfully sell those like in real life, like, but they're retweeting old stuff. It's just like so chaotic out there. I'm like, anyone who was paying attention would read this and see it says permission to dance Las Vegas and realize Yungi's tour is not permission to dance Las Vegas. So oh, I, didn't realize I don't know why the bots right now. What? I said I didn't realize they were retweeting it right now. Right now, like within the last 48 hours, it's been like five retweets. And I'm like, can you not see this is from like February 2022? It's currently March of 2023. Wow. Like be safe out there. But like the bots and the scammers are just never. What's the word I'm looking for? They don't rest. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. No rest for the wicked, as they say. That's sad. That's sad. So we were really fortunate this time around, um, I would say, to get tickets. And we are 100% in our redemption era from Mod 7 Tour. Um, <laughs> I'm VIP still holding out for all seven, I'm not going to lie, but this is a step where I'm like, my villain era can be placated slightly, if that's even right. how you say that word. <laughs> right. We probably get only like 15 minutes worth of sound check, but honestly, it's going to be worth it. Like, I've been waiting for this moment for years, like... <laughs> I've been waiting and I don't even care if I'm barricaded or not. Like I will be in the back if I have to having the time of my life. I just hope that they don't pack that floor with people. 
for safety reasons. We need to strategize like offline because I was looking back at some of my love yourself ticket. I think I said this last time, but it was like so close. Even though I didn't camp, I just got there really early that day and I was like four or five rows back. So I really don't know much like everything else in 2023. I really don't know what it's going to be like. Like we could get there at 8am and we're 50 rows back because everyone's been camping. So there's like never any guarantees, but we should definitely strategize. Yeah. Yeah. Also like funnily enough, I think I texted you in the group this, but like after we bought our tickets, all my ads on Instagram have turned into like stompy shoe ads with like the huge platforms and like, Today, actually on Amazon, I literally bought this dress. They were advertising on Instagram. It was a dress with like a tangerine print. So I 100% already have my outfit (laughs) for Yugi's tour. I literally bought the dress in two sizes. So I don't know what the heck to wear considering that we're going to be like, not camping, but just like outside for extended periods of time. And then the weather is like, iffy in april like it could be kind of warm and it could be cold could be like sometimes it might like kind of snow a little (laughs) so i don't i don't know what the weather's gonna be like so i might hesitant to buy anything because i am gonna be so pissed off if i buy like the skimpiest outfit and then I get there and it's like 40 something degrees outside and I'm trying to sit on concrete. Like I'm gonna be I will literally wear like fleece line tights. I don't care. Like <laughs> I just saw it and I was like, am I being influenced? And I'm like, I am being influenced. But you know what? They know what I want. Like stompy boots and dresses with tangerine prints. Like I'm being profiled, but in this instance, I consent. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to do like something real chill kind of like streetwear vibes um trying to be cute but as comfortable as possible for whatever elements i might have to face i will 100 percent be wearing like shorts under my dress because i cannot have uh skin on skin let's say yeah so (laughs) i feel you on the comfort we have a lot of strategizing to do um i think we have most of the logistics figured out somewhat i don't know we'll see but (laughs) yeah um i'm excited i'm excited i literally booked my flight today so i think that was like the last like there's things we have to organize as a group but that was like excuse me the last logistical things for myself that i had to take care of so Mm -hmm. yeah and similar to you I was fortunate enough to have friends like offer me some tickets. I don't think they were VIP, but to Wednesday or Thursday. But as you rightly pointed out with other things we're trying to do, I just like my heart said yes in every possible way. And I was like literally thinking it and like pricing hotels and looking at the number of vacation days. But I was like, I just cannot right now. Even this one, I'm like, this is more than enough money (laughs) let's say i'll leave it there but while it might be bleeding or something at the moment i mean face value those tickets were almost six hundred dollars after all the fees and stuff god my stomach is hurting just hearing you say that out loud that's not me being (laughs) dramatic like my stomach is cramping right now so i'm hoping the experience is really worth it um 
I haven't experienced it before, so I don't know. Other people may feel some other kind of way about it. I know it's probably totally different from when you actually have seats versus whether you're standing, but I'm going to try to make the most of it. I'm going to have to like have like an eye of the tiger training montage or something of like me just standing for hours a day because I work from home and I definitely just like lay around on my couch or like sit in my chair and don't move like a gremlin for like nine hours. Um, Do you have any other thoughts about ticketing and or upcoming concert? Because I know we also wanted to talk about Hobie. Not at the moment. So let's talk about On the Street, which dropped literally today. I did. I stayed up last night to watch it. The premiere. Um, I never know what to expect with BTS. I think they were like toting it as kind of like a lo-fi hip-hop track. And I'm like, what does that sound like? Even though I literally listen to the lo-fi channel. It's a lo-fi girl thing on YouTube, like, almost every day at this point. I'm like, what does a lo-fi hip-hop track sound like? <laughs> it sounds like the lo-fi girl channel. If you, if you like, listen to the song, take out some of, like, the drums or whatever. I think, like, when the song is, like, just starting, there's, like, this pure inter- instrumental in the beginning. Yeah. It sounds like something that could definitely be on, like, the lo-fi girl channel on YouTube. Um, so I'm like, yeah, I guess this is lo-fi. <laughs> There's a lo-fi hip-hop beats playlist on Spotify that I listen to, and yeah, check it out. Not sponsored, but I think <laughs> it's there too. Yeah, I'm sure it would. Um, I really enjoyed this song. I wasn't, of, of course, like, when they announced that J. Cole was going to be on the track, I was kind of losing it, and I'm like, was direct restraining myself from not tweeting about it, because I'm like, I don't want to, like, shout about collabs anymore but honestly i was really excited to see that j cole was going to be on this track um i've enjoyed his music a lot in the past he's a great rapper um and so and of course we talked about his um connection to hobie and being like hobie's inspiration from the start and so seeing that he was actually collaborating with him was awesome um, when was on the street announced because i we literally were talking about hobie and j cole i think from the documentary and then like we titled our last one crying on the street and i think that was because of enlistment news but did we know about on the street or are we just like hardcore projecting because it seemed really last minute like they released the teaser and i was like is that is that j cole i was like no it's not j cole and i'm like no it's j cole like no i named it on the street because or crying on the street because he was releasing on the street like we knew the song was going to be called on the street we just didn't know j cole was going to be on it so that was like a week or so ago we didn't get much time in between when they were announcing that this was going to come out and then it actually came out because i guess yeah we kind of knew but yeah I don't remember the timing because, and I'm sure that you're right. I just remember watching the documentary and being like, what is he alluding to? And that was like two weeks ago. And then like, so it was literally within the last two weeks. It just happened that fast. Like the documentary, Jimin's face news. And then immediately after it was on the street, I think it was like right after his enlistment announcement that he was like, I'm releasing this song. If I'm correct. 
And Shuga's tour announcement, because we all thought that Yungi's or Jimin's face news was like D3. Right. So it was like Shuga's tour, Jimin, Jimin's face, Hobie doing LV slash Hobie documentary slash Hobie going away slash Hope on the street. It's been a frantic few weeks. I can't even keep it all straight. And we were worried we wouldn't have stuff to talk about. Right. Um, I don't think we knew J. Cole was going to be on it until the teaser dropped. And that was like ago. 48 hours ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was like really looking forward to this collaboration because I just feel like whenever BTS get the opportunity to actually work with the people that have inspired them from the start, it's just something really special. Like, um, I was watching Sushwata where Yungi's interviewing Tableau mm-hmm. from Epic High and it was just really cool seeing him talk about how he was in like the Epic High fan club in high school. Uh-huh. Like he would no line way. up to go to the bank to buy concert tickets for Epic High. Like he was like deep in that fandom, right? <laughs> like how we're deep exactly and then i'm trying to buy tickets 100 <laughs> percent. and now look at him sitting across from him being able to have a conversation where they can relate on a level that others cannot manifesting um, that kind of energy just yeah like. <laughs> having having the same career i just can't even imagine what it feels like to be in that position like it just has to feel really sweet and maybe bittersweet at times because they've been talking about like you know they go to t- they go to each other about when they're like having problems and they talk over drinks and stuff like that. But I don't know. It just must be nice to know that there's someone else there who like also understands you. Um. Yeah, and just getting to work with someone that you've been listening to for years—that's crazy. Yeah, I don't even know what to say or add to that. I agree. Agree, two hundred percent. Um, I really like the track. Um, it's definitely like I don't want to call it a swan song, but he's trying to give us comfort before he's leaving for one hundred percent. Yeah, enlistment. Yeah, I was like not sure what I was expecting. But it was like a lot more sad of a track than I was thinking. There was a certain line. I should have pulled the lyrics up before. Let me pull them up real quick. There was a specific line where I was like, um, excuse me? Are you, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I just had uh, it open and I closed it. <laughs> so specifically the line is the line where he is talking, he being J-Hope, is talking about um storing his soul in his eternity like he'll be everywhere um even my walk was made of your love and your faith i repay it even if it's from afar just like a butterfly now walk lightly whenever you want go on hopefully wherever you walk in the street where someone's breath dwells i store my soul in my eternity everywhere i'll be that sounded like hardcore song swan song like i'm not with you but like i'm always with you I am everywhere at once. I'm like, uh, <laughs> like, 
But then this is the same guy that's doing a V live and he's like, even if I'm gone from you, I'm not really gone. Oh, and while your feelings are raw, let's do like the boyfriend walk. I'm like, (laughs) I want to scream like this guy. And then he's like, okay, bye. Like, (laughs) I was like, wow, big Aquarius energy, like flirt and leave, flirt and leave. (laughs) Like, Leave me alone. Don't even I get keep... me started on JK's V Live, which they haven't reposted, and I couldn't watch because I was working. <laughs> yeah, I keep hearing Hobie in my head saying that like crying is not his life's vibe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember where he said that, but I, I, I remember that clip of him saying that before. Um, uh, yeah, and this imagery, butterflies are like. Should I even say it? Butterflies are like symbolism for like people who have like moved on, people who are deworded. Um, people usually <laughs> like as they say. Yes, people usually say like they've seen a butterfly and it like reminded them of someone who like moved on or whatever, or like they've asked for a sign that like this person is still there with them in some kind of way and it's always like in some kind of like butterfly type imagery and i'm like you're not like you're not d-wording like you're just going to enlistment so like (laughs) and the phrasing of that line was so dramatic too i also had that thought i wasn't really gonna go there but i'm like why is he talking like i'll say he's leaving leaving but in all caps and then i'll just pause and everyone interpret my words like yeah Like, it's permanent, let's say. Right. Um. Woo! But yeah. I really enjoyed his verse, and I really enjoyed J. Cole's verse. Mm-hmm. Part of me wishes that Hobie was rapping more. But another part of me is also finds it really cool that he kind of just let J. Cole get his bars off on the song. Yeah. You know, usually when artists do features, I feel like they give like a quick eight, maybe a 16. I don't even know how many bars this is. Like J. Cole was rapping for like a super long time. Um, And so it was really great to hear J. Cole's perspective, but I was kind of hoping that Hobie was going to come back in around after um j cole's verse and give us one more but i'm not like mad about it or anything but kind of wanted to hear a little bit more from him i will say i was impressed i was impressed at j cole's verses like i just really liked them and it seemed like he put a lot of effort and thought into them there have been certain like artists who've collabed with BTS where it's clear that they really didn't take it seriously or they were just like there for the bag or the clout and then to go. And I won't like name names and we all have varying opinions on who that might be, but Or just like the song that they were on just didn't call for it. Like yeah. it's a fun little cute song. Just give them a quick little <laughs> a quick little few bars here, nothing too serious. <laughs> no but yeah i mean exactly there's some collabs that like truly work and there's some where i'm like did you write this the day before recording <laughs> you know or like <laughs> yeah i guess you never know but it seemed like jake Cole took it really seriously and put some effort in so in this instance i was happy 
Yeah, and he doesn't like collab with everyone like that. So he obviously found this collaboration really special. Um, and so it's cool that he actually took the time out, like you were saying, not just to do this, but like actually put some effort and thought into it. And their messages completely align. Um, this is almost like basically Hobie's album in like a few verses here in this one song, <laughs> right. right? Like this is the same message that J-Ho's pretty much been saying, um, you know, at some point the rapping is going to have to stop, but like, I'm hungry for more. When is it going to end type stuff? Um, I'm enjoying it right now while it lasts. All kind of related lines of messaging similar to that. I guess because I didn't see the lo-fi hip-hop thing. Because of Hope on the Street, like, the old dance videos that he used to do, I was envisioning, like, much more of a dance track or, like, high-energy track, whereas this one is much more chill. But it is in line with some of his more recent stuff, as you're saying, at least thematically. Right. I was, too at first i thought it was gonna have more of like a old school hip-hop beat type thing kind of like the video that he shared on twitter not too long ago but i do still feel like those elements are there with him going all the way to new york the birthplace of hip-hop we're also like celebrating 50 years if i'm correct like 50 years of hip-hop this year which is nuts to say like it's only 50 yeah. years since hip-hop has like, been only- around um, I think that's they had the whole like Grammys performance for that and I think it was 50 if I'm correct that's wow given the influence that's crazy <laughs> exactly to see how much it has impacted people worldwide and still continues to do so today and then we're only 50 years in like <clears throat> it's just nuts to think about so to see him go back to like the birthplace of hip hop and seeing him like taking that time to dance to J. Cole, similar to what he was doing back before debut, dancing to someone who inspired him. I just felt like there was a lot of meaning there in that video. Um, I've seen people kind of juxtaposing Jen's um, video, sending away like the little girl on her bike with him in the beginning, like, kind of sending that kid off. And I don't know if the kid was supposed to represent ARMY or if it was supposed to represent, like, a younger version of him. Um, but I felt like that was really meaningful, whatever that imagery is supposed to mean, however you interpret it. I wonder, I had seen people tweeting about this a few different ways. I wonder if they're all going to release kind of like a pre-enlistment swan song type of thing. And people were joking like Jin with Coldplay, J-Hope with like J. Cole, like who's next? And I don't think they need to be a collab. I think that was just people like messing around on the internet. But like, are they all going to release something before they go? I'm kind of getting the feeling because the way... Namjoon was talking as well it kind of sounded like he also has something in the works that he's planning to release which was confusing me at the time like 
are you enlisting? Like, what does that mean? Maybe we are going to get like a song before they actually go off. I don't know if it'll feature someone else, but maybe that is the plan. I just I hate shuddered thinking about thinking that. About, <laughs> yeah, I genuinely just shuddered actually thinking about all of it, like physiological response. Yeah. Mm. I'm so sad. I saw someone else tweeting like, it's funny that like the army, the actual military army, not like us army, gets two sock first. Like, in what world? <laughs> Apparently this one, actually, but (laughs) (laughs) I may have a rebuttal to this tweet, um, but yeah, I wanted to kind of cry listening to the song. I guess it's supposed to be comforting, but I also felt really sad. (laughs) No, it is sad. (laughs) Like, my heart feels heavy seeing that clothes like that. I mean, they were meeting each other or whatever, but it was just, I don't know, it was just a really touching moment seeing them together and just knowing all the things that BTS has been through in like the last few years and having the song before enlistment doesn't make it any easier. Like, I know they keep trying to like give us these send off songs to like comfort us, but it's, <laughs> it's going to hurt no matter what, just get it over with. Like, give me the exactly. shot and go. Like, it might be making it a little bit harder. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm really grateful for the song, though. This was... This was needed, I feel like. For him and for us, so... I'm happy to see it. <clears throat> I just, like... Anytime we think about this break and this break, I say in the loosest of quotes, and this like time apart and then like military. Mm. I guess we've talked about this a bazillion times in one way or another. I just get nervous. I know they've done everything possible to reassure us and they say trust us and like I will do that but it's so difficult like it's truly so difficult I'll leave it there on the track but I have a lot of feelings and this just like I'm the girl from Mean Girls like she doesn't even go here the one like crying in the back of the gym but like I yeah it just stirred up a lot of emotions that I've already like been having trying to process this so I think that's also why I'm so emotional about the song. Like the song itself is emotional, but then add in all the things I've already been feeling. And yeah, it's like a little bit hard. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And I also think like Yungi, J-Hope is the one that's been like so present. They've all been present, but like he was the first to actively promote after the dinner that will live on in infamy. Like he's been around, he's been doing comeback shows. He's been like now this song, he did the documentary, like in a way, in a way he's kind of been like anchoring like our post 
not hiatus hiatus situation this time and like holding down the fort you know what I mean um the others have all done stuff as well but like Hobie was the first out the gate like I feel like he's done a lot and I think that also scares me to see him going away I don't really know how to explain what I'm feeling but hopefully that makes sense no and then like haven't the BTS members also like have called Hobie kind of like the anchor of BTS I feel like they've made mention before of like him being sort of like obviously not the leader but having like these kind of like leadership qualities and him being like really crucial to the group and that's not to say that none of the other members aren't crucial to the group but I wish I could find that actual quote because I feel like it was Namjoon saying it but I Hobie mean, like you said, behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, he's always around. Like we make jokes about being chronically online, but Hobie's chronically online, right with us. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? maybe that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Any member post on Instagram posted one second ago, it's already been liked by <laughs> user. There, you yeah. are my hope. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like he's right there. He's posting on Weavers. He's doing all these lives. Like. He's just always around. And so to have like moments where he's not going to be around as often, like I know Jen has been online on Weverse, but it's just going to be weird. It's going to be weird. And I think we already talked about it before, but the idea of just going through this five more times, like, yeah. And Hobie hasn't even really gone yet. So, like, six more times. Exactly. And I'm like, just. Uh, I guess, I don't know. Whatever. I, I could complain about this for hours. So, I'll just say, you all already know how I feel about this. We're in true Pittsburgh style. Ian's already know how I feel about this. So, mm. I will stop myself there. But, yeah, it is a little bit sad yeah my enjoyment of hobie's song which is objectively good if there's anything as objectivity was like very much tinged with sadness yeah i didn't watch all of the live that he did um but i love that he was able to just be outside and like wherever he was in korea in some park and like nobody was bothering him like he was doing the most like obscene things outside at one point like you were saying <laughs> pretending to like be in boyfriend mode or like puppy mode at one point and he's like mm-hmm. panting in the park i'm like why are you panting i'm supposed to be the dog like i'm the i'm the dog pov <laughs> why are you panting <laughs> this took a turn yeah welcome um, to late night with girls with fun yeah <laughs> he's like doing these dances in the park. i don't know it's just funny it's extra weird too because or like maybe not weird it's extra stark or drawn into contrast because namjoon's info was just leaked which we didn't really weigh in on nor do we really have to it just is terrible like what more do you need to say but then like literally on his v live today as well jungkook among other things was like please do not come see me at the gym so the fact that hobie can just like be in the park unbothered like is awesome what are people doing well the thing is i'm like does have not have private gyms like this is definitely not his average gym it's probably that boxing gym i'm yeah i'm thinking that exactly but i'm like 
And he was saying something, and I was reading this in translation later because I was working during the day, unfortunately. Sorry, JK. <laughs> um, but he said something along the lines of like, I'm so honored that you like me or like, I'm honored by the attention. Like, why do you like me? Blah, blah, blah. Cause he was also like, I saw someone tweet like on a scale of like one being barely tipsy and five being blackout drunk. Like what level is JK on? And I will not comment because I did not personally watch, nor do I personally know him. I have my own interpretation, but anyway, so he was kind of like late night, maybe allegedly drunk being like, why do you like me? Why are you showing up at the gym? He's like, I understand that you're like interested, but there's like a line you can't cross and like other army don't do that. So like, why are some people doing it? And he's like, I wouldn't say this if I wasn't drunk. And I'm like, no, you should say this, honestly. Like, why are people showing up outside of your gym? Like we've talked, you and I have talked about this so many times. Like, why? Some people just have no boundaries. And again, they're just trying to like, create their what pat whine moment and i'm like you are not her <laughs> you are not like, them and period like you're not them like you are not going to yeah. be his like his lover chill out go back to your house and he just got out the gym manufacture it. you know what i mean like you can't manufacture it at all that's why i'm saying like you are not the one like yeah. go back home like you are not about to be that person i promise you like come back home yeah seriously <laughs> Like, yeah. <laughs> go back home. The crazy thing is, like, I do understand the desire of, like, wanting to be close to your faves because we all have it to some degree or another. Like, I understand the driving factor, but, like, you don't act on everything you want to do. That's, like, impulse control. Like, I, I don't know. It's the same thing. Well, okay. Actually, I am going to talk about it a little bit, despite saying I wasn't going to talk about it. With Namjoon's, like, info being sold. So his information was sold 18 times over three years by employees of CoRail, like the Korean Railway Service. And in particular, I read that this one employee had sold the information to his friend and... I think the friend was a she, but I could be assuming. But basically the friend was like intentionally trying to sit like near or around Namjoon or would like book similar trains or like try to be there when he was going to be there. And like, again, like you said, like you're just not that girl. Like if you like, like you're literally stalking him, like. That's horrible. That's such a violation. And you think he's going to be like, wow, this person is always here when I get off the train. And this is something I'm curious about that, like, I will never know. And again, because there are boundaries, I'm not, like, entitled to know. Is like, did he notice? Like, was he aware of this? Was he, like, minding his own business, zoning out, thinking about art? Like, was he always like, why is this one girl or this one specific person, like, always freaking here when I get off the train? Like... I just, whatever, this was not on like our planned agenda for the evening, but between people like going to Jungkook's gym and like Namjoon can't even buy a train ticket, like. I just want to know what they're thinking and maybe they're not and that's why (laughs) these things happen, but 
let's just say you do make the meat cute happen, right? Because that's what you're trying to manufacture a meat cute. Yeah. So you pay to make the meat cute happen. It happens. You actually do start dating them. Then that information comes out. How do you explain that? Like you're dooming your meet cute, your why and moment to fail before it's even begun. <laughs> because even if you succeed in the short term, when the person finds out that you paid someone to buy their information or you've just been camping out outside the gym 24-7, like where can you go from there? Like, oh, it's fine because I'm in love with you. You stalked me for three years. It's okay. <laughs> like people are actually trying to manifest you like you're trying to be joe <laughs> have you seen that show on netflix no like, <laughs> i was like what is she talking about don't watch it <laughs> <laughs> I, was, like, I was like they're trying to manifest me when you said you really emphatically i'm like no i've never purchased namjoon's information <laughs> i mean what? okay the plot of you on netflix is there's this guy who is a serial killer by the way anyway he's a serial killer but he has these like internal monologues and he tries to like essentially manufacture these meetings with like certain women so that he can make them like fall in love with him um and like i'm not saying these people have any intentions of trying to do something as crazy as what he has done on the show but like it feels like it and i'm like you're not joe like please sit down that's actually really creepy that's really creepy when you think about it like why why do you think that if they found out that you were literally stalking them, that they would be like, yes, you're the one. Um, yeah, and it's really unfortunate. And seeing Namjoon like put it on his Instagram. Like, I, I just want to shield them from everything. Like, don't look. Don't go outside. Don't see anything. Like, give me your phone. Like, don't. I don't want you to see any of this stuff going on because you should not have to fall vic victim to this. This is terrible. And it was not on today's to be live. Well, so Jungkook also deleted his Instagram and has just been like, I'm going to go on. I keep saying be live as though it's 2019. I'm just going to do a lot of Weverse lives. Um... And so on a different one, I think from maybe two or three days ago, he's just like singing or chilling at his house or something. And then like someone rings the bell and he like doesn't know who it is. And like it could have just been building staff or like, I don't know, like I don't know who it was, but like that alone freaked me out. So to even like always feel and he said, like, I don't open the door to anyone I don't know, which is like good practice for anyone anywhere, like strong life skills. Right. But like for them to have to feel on guard even in these like super high-end compounds is kind of nuts because you know people have their phone numbers and they call them while they're on weverse so why wouldn't they also have their address did he also say today that people were outside of his did he say they were outside of the gym or did he also say they were outside of like his home like waiting for him and he was surprised i don't know I was just reading the translation. The translation was kind of vague because it looked like they were waiting outside the gym for when he goes home. But that could also imply that, like, they're outside his home. Like, I don't know. But I wouldn't be surprised if people are also, like, outside of the home or somehow make their way in. That's just scary. It's terrifying. I hope they beef up on security. We did and a whole threat. Or Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I hope everyone that stole Namjoon's information goes to jail. 
swiftly. Heim doesn't really play around that much, so I have a feeling there will be swift legal action. What a weird week now that we're talking about it. We're like the highs of ticketing, a new song, the sadness of impending enlistment, and like Sawsang's gone wild left and right. Like, yeah. What yeah. a weird week. Mm-mm-mm. I know we said we'd keep it to an hour and we've once again failed at our mission. <laughs> <laughs> Some of this probably can become bonus content. Yeah. Check out our Ko-Fi coffee, whatever (laughs) you call that thing. (laughs) We have one. We still don't know how to say it. (laughs) Exactly. Does anyone like, yeah. Even the other one, I'm like, Patreon, Patron, like the tequila, (laughs) Patreon. (laughs) Anyway, what else? Anything else? (laughs) I got nothing. (laughs) Let's go to sleep. All right. That'll do it for today's episode of Girls With Fun. We'll see you next time. Bye.